Welcome to Cowgirl Talk, where we empower you to live authentically through real food, real talk, and real life. Sisters brought together by our love of cows. We're your host, Emily, a dairy lover and personal trainer living in Florida. And Becca, a corporate cowgirl holding down the family fort in Pennsylvania. Let's go, cowgirls. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cowgirl Talk. We are so excited to be back for our 2024 season and just really excited to dive into a little bit of a new take on Cowgirl Talk. And if you heard the intro, and if you're watching this right now, you might be wondering, who the fuck is beside me right now? Let's address the elephant in the room and uh, address who is beside me. So right now, this is Emily. Chapman talking and beside me would you like to introduce yourself as our new co-host yes uh this is kind of crazy I never <laughs> thought I would be on a podcast uh on my sister's couch here in Florida but I'm Becca I'm Emily's older sister and I'm excited to join you on cowgirl talk and just bring a new flavor to the show yes we're so excited to be able to move forward with this Previously, it, there was three of us and amazing co-hosts, Emily and Haley, what's up? But we just decided to go a little bit of a different route and we're going to kind of stick with a lot of the same structure, still talking about agricultural topics, women in ag, girl chats, really just keeping a fun, sometimes kind of spicy take on everything <laughs> and really just trying to have the fun sister banter between this. So we're really excited to move forward with this and Really just excited to continue having impactful conversations that y'all are going to be able to benefit from and hopefully take something away from this other than just the fact that, you know, we're hilarious, we're awesome, we're the best sisters ever. <laughs> just kidding. But I do want to say before we kind of dive into everything, just thank you so, so much for supporting us up to this point. Really excited for this 2024 season. We really want to bring on more guests, maybe dive a little bit deeper into topics and Again, just really appreciate your continued support. And as always, if you have any ideas, anything you would love for us to dive into, we are all ears. This is for you. And yes. we want to make sure it's really going to be impactful in the best way possible. And to kind of keep it on brand, as always, we're going to start off with diving into our highs and lows of the week. And so since you know we have a newbie here, Becca is going to dive into her highs and lows of the week. Oh, man. I... I always love the highs and lows that you guys have done on this because I actually started incorporating it into some of my check-ins at work and people, because everyone loves Emily. Anytime I go somewhere, they're like, you're Dairy Girl Fitness's sister, right? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And they're like, oh gosh, okay. So <clears throat> I've been thinking about this. This week I was at something called YDLI, which Emily knows very well, mm -hmm. and our fellow whole scene and dairy industry friends and followers will probably know it as well. The Young Dairy Leaders Institute, it's such a fun week and it's so always fun. in a warm location. So yeah. this year it was in Tampa, Florida, which was awesome. And that's why we can be here together. And so it is just the high every year when I get to go and you get to meet new people, you get to do personal and professional development. Mm -hmm. And I just can't say enough amazing things about it. But with that high came one of my lows for the week. <laughs> it's a long week and you get a little emotional, really like taking a deep inward yeah. look at yourself. And so I, we were talking about burnout and mm -hmm. I recently became a manager and I'm super excited about that. That's another high. But I was sending like, I was being a toxic 
corporate person. Like I've kind of let go of some of my boundaries recently mm -hmm. and have been answering emails at night and sitting on the couch at night, looking at my emails and it's, it's not good. And my, I shared with the group, I just had a realization of, I am now setting the example of boundaries at work for this person I'm a manager to and standing up in front of a group of 90 people saying that and looking in their faces because we were practicing eye contact. That was one of the skills Ooh, we learned. Scary. I started crying. Oh. I, I lost it. I, and I said, I, I need a minute. I can't believe I'm getting emotional, but you have all made me realize that what you're struggling with, I'm the manager that you're complaining about. Mm. And a lot of people came up to me at the bar that night and said, we wanted to give you a hug. And so I cried for a cause, which was good, but that was a low. But it kind of led into a high, it seems it, like. It did. It was a high, low high. It's like, damn, I'm down in the valley. Now we're back at the top of the mountain. Yeah, no, it was it was a bit of a roller coaster, but that was yeah, that was an interesting professional moment for me crying in front of people. Yeah, it's always crying. I love crying, not in necessarily in front of by people. Myself. Yeah, so it's fun to cry, especially like anything. I'll cry, but yeah, in front of people, it's yeah. like oh my god. Yeah, and when it's not expected. Yeah, so I did. I. To, I had to go take, I had to go to the bathroom. Like, all right, guys, I'm and, leaving. Like, get that cry out in the bathroom yeah. stall. And then I came back. Yeah, but don't let that deter you away. If you're curious about YDLI, yeah. <laughs> it is amazing. And I completed it. Technically, I started in 2022, graduated in 2023. And my class was in Fort Worth, Texas. So much fun. Freaking love Fort Worth, Texas. And again, I love YDLI. Did we ever say what it stands for? I don't know. Young Dairy Leaders Institute <laughs> is what it's, question. Yeah, is what it stands for, but it truly is life-changing and you really do just make so many incredible connections. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the great things as well, and you even said it was one of your questions this week, is really recognizing where do you have the opportunity to grow or mm -hmm. kind of evolve and really reflect on the good and the bad things about yourself. And I don't want to say bad, but the areas that you yeah. could do better at or be better at for yourself, but for the other yeah. people that you're working with. Yeah. So that was that. Love was, that. Yeah. It was a good week. Oh. And, and yeah. And it's also <laughs> great because it allowed us to be together right now. Cause y'all know I'm a Florida girly, but for me, while she was down in Tampa, I was actually elsewhere. So my high of the week was I had the opportunity to go to Eleuthera Bahamas, which mm. I didn't even know was an island in the Bahamas. I mean, I. Yeah, I'm not a Bahamas <laughs> expert, but I went to Nassau once on a cruise my senior year of high school. So 10 plus years ago, but Eleuthera, it's a little sliver of an island in the Bahamas. It's beautiful, just breathtaking. We went to the French Leave Resort and one of uh, my brother's really good friends, his wife, their coffee truck and their actual business now, it's Biddle's Brewing. I love it. Hype it up. And so his wife actually asked Ruben and I to be a part of a campaign shoot there. And I was like, oh, uh, fuck yeah. I will yeah. totally come to the Bahamas. That's like next level famous. You, that's an entirely different level of famous. I feel like it's just good karma. You know, when you support other people and you're yeah. nice to other people, it's like, hey, this. Yeah. And it was and just you, so much yeah. fun for and that you, reason. Like their number one Instagram supporter. Yeah. Emily I love Biddle's Brewing. Biddle's Brewing. Shout, Shout out to Biddle's Shout Brewing. Out. It's a yeah, coffee shop in Williamsburg. But if you ever pass through. It's so good. So good. Yeah. So because of that, and I guess, you know, the following we've been able to build on social media, had the opportunity to spend 
kind of two full days and it was jam-packed i mean people that have to be actual models oh it was probably insane dude yeah we were on the go first world problems but it was it was so cool we got to see sea turtles pigs which i don't care about pigs anywhere else but if you get them on an island it's like oh my god they're so cute like automatically pig on vacation yes so i was like oh my god an island pig so that was beautiful and it was a little breezy and windy but still just if anyone wants to take a tropical vacay Eleuthera Bahamas was beautiful the people are great and the resort was just breathtaking as well it's kind of like out over the sea sunset just amazing and with that I would say my low of the week would just be I feel like I've picked up some sort of cough hack thing so if you hear me sounding kind of nasty over here that's what's going on. I feel like that's just the season that we're in right now for a lot of people, but not a bad low at all. It's just something that kind of comes with the territory, I guess, yeah. uh, a little bit. But otherwise, now that we've gotten our highs and lows out Yay. of the way, we're really excited to just kind of dive into today's episode topic. And with that, just giving almost a little bit of a reintroduction, well, kind of into me, Emily, as I am talking, but then also allowing y'all to get to know Becca a little bit more as well, because she's awesome. She's the bomb.com. I mean, she is my sister, right? And also I have to say that she'll say now, oh, everyone knows me as Dare Girl Fitness's sister, but I grew up <laughs> like in the shadow of everyone else in my family. It was either like, I'm Steve Shaw's daughter. Yeah. Or it was like, oh, you're Becca's sister. Because as you can see in the, our bios, like she's always been always very driven and kind of the, what would you say, the corporate space in a lot of other ways, but like yeah. very well known and just getting shit done. So it was always like that. And now they're Dairy Girl Fitness's relatives. So I'm like, <laughs> finally, get a piece of like the medicine that I've been fed all these years. I guess, yeah, it is. It is your turn to be the, <laughs> the one who's known. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, because I am the middle child technically. So yeah, I tend to get overlooked sometimes. <laughs> but other than that, Yes, wanted to give you all a little intro into who we are, kind of our background as being sisters. And, you know, there's probably a lot of people with sisters or siblings listening to that, and you'll probably be able to relate to a lot of aspects of what it's like growing up with siblings. It's the best thing ever. I would never trade my siblings for anything, but with having siblings, especially <laughs> like sisters, there's a lot of drama that can go on too, especially when you're younger. We're a oh, lot better we now. So many good stories. <laughs> I actually, we had. Uh, a, a test or a, a skill to learn this week that was oh how you tell stories to a group and oh be animated without being over animated and making everyone feel included Ooh. and the story I told was about you forgetting the lunch oh my god <laughs> Becca you'll hear the story and you'll be like she's evil no you're gonna be like I would have done the same thing should we tell that story <laughs> now and then we'll dive into, this is why Becca is the way that she is. And you can get to know her and you'll be like, oh, that makes oh, sense. It's like just, yeah, I mean, it's stereotypical older sister mm -hmm. and younger sister. So we were what in, year was it? I can't even remember. It you were driving. Yeah. So I was at least 16, 17. She's and three years older than me. Our young, so there's four of us. So, but there are three of us who are closer in age and it starts with me and then goes to Emily and then our younger brother, Tyler. And so we were all in middle school, high school, or like junior high, high school at the same time. Which is all the same at our school because it was yeah. so small. Super small town. And Emily 
was you was just always late. I'm pokey. She is pokey. <laughs> and and I'm like, I'm relaxed. I like I'm to a say. follower and I'm a type A'er. Okay. And so, you know, she she keeps me more relaxed and I keep her on time. Or just make her angry. I was late a couple of times for homeroom and I don't like getting in trouble. Like it traumatizes me being in trouble <laughs> in school. <laughs> so my homeroom teacher said, hey, you've got to stop being late or you're like, you're going to get in trouble. And so Emily, the one day was supposed to bring our lunch money. And we realized a block or like two blocks from the school that you had forgotten it. Yeah, it was at the stop sign. And I was convinced. You did this I, on purpose. I knew it deep in my soul <laughs> that she did this on purpose. She's wrong. I still to get me not. in trouble. And so and we were already running late. We were late and I knew I was going to get in trouble and I knew she had done it on purpose, which she didn't. I've, I would admit guys, to it at this point. I did not do it on purpose. That's probably in your like bridesmaid best, like well, bridesmaid that's a good idea. She's going to admit. Like, good luck, she, Joe. Don't forget your lunch money. <laughs> she She's going to admit that she did it on purpose. Mm. Like I have a confession 20 plus years later. You wish. And so we were arguing. We were, I stopped at the stoplight and I, re or stoplight, we don't even have that. <laughs> oh, we don't have a stoplight in our town. It's that small. Not one. The stop sign in mm -hmm. our town. And I refused to move the car. Yeah, you're until like, I think Emily you me, like, get the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> I say, get the fuck out of this car until you tell me you did this on purpose. And we're just going back and forth. And I was like, I'm not getting out. I didn't do this on purpose. I like to eat. Like, I'm a, you y'all know me. I like to eat food. Why would I forget the lunch money? And so it was, and then in the middle of our argument, we just hear the back door open. Yeah, Tyler's in the back dealing with this. gets out of this car, has not said a word the whole time, gets out of the core, or car, shuts, <laughs> shuts the door. Core. <laughs> shuts the core door and walks back up to the school. And that was one of the many times in life that Tyler taught us or made us realize while we're being idiots. Oh, Becca more. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, thank God. Someone else. And then I was late and I got in trouble. And we still got to eat lunch that day. Thank God. Yeah. So that's uh, a basis of our relationship. That is like how we grew up. Yeah. <laughs> like best friends most of the time, but then similar in a lot of ways, but different in a lot of ways in terms of, yeah, I guess just our personalities a little bit of, I am, I guess I'm, I don't know, like chill, relaxed, or kind of go with the flow. Like I like to get shit done. And I do get shit done, but it's, I can be mm -hmm. at a slower pace and I'm, I'm, I've always been late to things. And I know that's my own fault. Even to this day, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm always on time. Much more than me. You're, you are the organized person. Yeah. I, I like a flow as long as it has an agenda. As long, like we can be flexible as long as there's like something to fall yeah, back on. as long as you incorporate a couple hours into the agenda for yeah. the day to allow things to, to go wrong and be flexible. So I feel like that really speaks to kind of the jobs or the careers that mm -hmm. we have now. Yeah. And so where I'm at in my life is I'm about a decade into my corporate career, which yeah. is nuts. She's old. Just kidding. I am. Just kidding. Oh my God. And so... I went to Penn State. We all did. Our parents met at Penn State. We all went to Penn State. And we were all actually in the ag business school. Yeah. And we, we were all in the same fraternity. Yeah. The same co-ed fraternity. Like Alpha Zeta. Alpha. Yeah. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree mm -hmm. in our family. And so no. 
I went to Penn State and through opportunities in clubs and dairy judging Mm -hmm. and all of the things that you do, I have been super fortunate to meet people who have just given me all kinds of different jobs and volunteer opportunities throughout my career. So now I am at a job where I serve as a brand manager mm-hmm. for a milk cooperative, which is so cool. It it fell into my lap. And what I love about it is that I get to make decisions and work with a team that really impacts the bottom line of the business. And the business is owned by dairy farmers. So I am responsible and I have this responsibility to manage a line of products that genuinely impacts their lives. Yeah. And that's a pressure I haven't felt before, which might also be part of the stress of why I cried at YDLI. (laughs) And it's just a lot of fun. And I've been in advertising and marketing and content development type of roles or surprise event planning type of She's good at it. <laughs> and this is the first one that is really more in the nitty gritty of mm-hmm. the operational side of the business. Yeah. So it is, it's a lot of fun. I love it. I haven't felt at home at a job in a really long time since mm-hmm. my first job out of college. And I, I really do feel at home That's and awesome. it's exciting. And so I work from home. I have all 10 years. People talk about how COVID changed <laughs> no. the remote landscape. I'm like, no, I'm an OG. I've been here. I have no idea how to work in an office. Like, I would literally, I I would, I don't know what I would do. But you're like walking pad with you into the office. Yeah, yeah. She can get a walking pad. She keeps me healthy. And yeah, my dog is my foot warmer at my desk. And so that's where I work. And it's just, you know, if I get stressed, I go put in a load of laundry. Or I do dishes. I I do like a mindless task, Mm -hmm. right? But so... I live at home in Pennsylvania with my fiance, Joey. Shout out, Joey. What's up, Joe? (laughs) Our dog, Phoebe, who... Chaos. Absolute chaos. She's a golden doodle who matches, I think, my energy. (laughs) It's like, if I were a dog, it would be Phoebe. It's like just absolute (laughs) chaos and loves to eat and is a little chonky. (laughs) She's sad, but a little uh, uh, fluffy. She's got some... Yeah. Yeah. uh, What do you call it? Like... Junk in the trunk. <laughs> um, she walks like, yeah, a little, she has, like a little hot dog. Yeah, she has no shame in me. <laughs> You'll see her. It's just like a tube. Sorry, Phoebe, for listening. Sorry. We love you very much. You're beautiful. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's a wonderful, simple life. It's like wonderfully boring. And yeah, it's, I love it. Yeah. And I've always thought... It was awesome how, when you don't know what you don't know about people's lives, but Becca right out of college, you know, it seemed like she was able to fall into a career that she kicked ass with and loved and was able to really grow with. And I just always thought that was so awesome and how you've, you know, gone to different jobs and you've really always been well or good at really working with teams and creating Mm -hmm. those teams and creating those communities. And of course, then kicking ass with your job and all those other roles within it. And I always thought that was so awesome. And you know, you got to kind of stay within Pennsylvania yeah. and I feel like not lead a traditional path, but lead a little bit more of a path that felt like, Hey, this was kind of what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I think made that happen is 
I was taught and coached by, you know, and our mom and dad are really good at this. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I was raised to be like this, but it's you identify people that make you happy or like identify people that can help you. Mm -hmm. And it's you network with them or you meet them, you build those relationships with them. And I mean, I, I had, I've always had the best bosses. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I love the people that she's always worked with. It's fun to connect with them as well. Yeah. And so I've always had people who make me look good, to be honest. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I like that boss or I like that team and I know they can make me look good and I can make them look good. And it really is just, I really feel like that's the secret sauce. And that's one of the coolest parts about working in the dairy industry and ag industry. I know all industries are awesome for a lot of reasons, but ag in general is a small industry. Dairy is even smaller. And so it truly is about the connections you can make. And it's not going to say it's easy to make those connections, but it's a much smaller web that you're connected on. And Mm -hmm. we didn't necessarily grow up, not necessarily, we didn't grow up on a dairy farm. And so our connection into the ag world and the dairy world was a little bit different, but we were able to make connections in different way. And it kind of forced us to get involved in different ways, I think, too. In unique ways as well of just being able to provide a different uh, perspective and yeah, just being forced to do other things to get involved in that. So we didn't have the farm to fall back on. So it was like, how else can we get involved in dairy? What other avenues can we find careers within dairy? Because it wasn't going to be going back to a farm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And for me, well, y'all kind of know my story a little bit. And if you don't, we can retell it. But I felt like I had the same, you know, passions as Becca and still do. And it was going to Penn State to, I really wanted to get involved in dairy promotion and dairy marketing in some capacity. I loved agritourism. I still do. I tried interning at Fair Oaks one summer, but they didn't take me. Whatever. It's fine. Missed out. Look at her now. It's because I had no pig experience, which was true. Like, okay. It was was for pig? It was both. They have like the dairy and the pig agritourism i've never actually been there so i haven't seen it but well, yeah you have island pig yeah <laughs> what's up i don't need y'all just I've kidding been in the bahamas love y'all if you're listening i would still do something with you um <laughs> but yeah so for me that was always kind of the path that i was like this is this is what i can do and i always feel grateful as well to grow up in dairy because it did give mm-hmm. us an idea of what we wanted to do even though i'm involved in a different way now but i had different internships um, kind of all involved in that space a little bit, ag business, yeah. credit analyst. But then I moved to Georgia after graduating from Penn State and the dairy industry is smaller there. So there's just not as many opportunities. Yeah. And I just, that's when I kind of felt lost. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? What do I do? I had, you know, an internship. I worked as a credit analyst at a local yeah. bank. That was so boring. It was terrible. Oof. Um, yeah. And you had done such a good job of the, doing the right things. Oh, well, yeah. I guess doing the right things, but you just met the right people. Yeah. You met the right people. Mm-hmm. You did the right projects. You volunteered in the right organizations. You joined the right clubs. Yeah. And then you moved. And it was like, and it's just, like, it was all, all poof. It's like yeah. it never happened. I know. Which, it almost, which stinks. Yeah. And at that point, at that age, it almost felt like this was all for nothing, which is, you know, such young kid mentality of like, why me? But yeah, like I kick ass at school. I'm really good at school. I enjoy being good at school. Like I get the good GPA. Yeah. President of clubs involved in mad about a B in a class. And I'm like, I got a C in calculus. Let's go. Humble brag. (laughs) I've only ever had one B in my entire life. And it was freaking SCM 200. And I still 
have a little vendetta against that professor, but I'm whatever. I'm sure I've only ever had like one B in the rest of like one A in college. Yeah. So Steve, right? I was like, I'm doing all the yeah, right you were. things. You were. And yeah, but just moving it, you can have all the right connections, but if the location doesn't provide the opportunities or maybe the ones that I wanted, that's where I felt lost. And so I thought I would have a path like you and that's, you know, it's a fun path, but mm -hmm. then moving because of my now husband, which everything worked out, that really put a wedge in my plans. And it then forced me to eventually, you know, lead into Dairy Girl Fitness and now just create this path that's very flexible. I still don't know what it'll look like in the next five years. And mm -hmm. it really just forced me to see what's possible in an untraditional way. And while it's still sometimes I'm like, okay, I wouldn't mind being in a little bit more of a structured kind of secure place because everything is up to me. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing sometimes. Or like people will say, what's your five-year plans? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I love Dairy Girl Fitness. It's amazing. We change lives. The women that we work with are the bomb.com. But it's also like, this is also so new to me. I've been doing it over four years, but it's hard to know kind of what's possible when there's so many possibilities. I'm like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And you don't have this security blanket that mm -hmm. a corporate company gives you. So yeah. when people ask me, are you ever, you know, going to go the entrepreneurial route like your sister? Maybe someday. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, it's scary. I love this blanket <laughs> that corporate America gives me, you know? Yeah. And so I just, I'm not brave. I'm not as brave as you in that regard to like step out of needing that yeah. safe fall. For I, me. yeah, so that's something that I've always admired about you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think about it and I'm like, no, <laughs> but I don't want to be in charge of my own paycheck. And I feel like I was kind of forced to, right? So you've always been in, like you said, in jobs yeah. and careers that you really enjoyed. Like even if there are downfalls, you've worked with yeah. amazing people and the jobs I had, the people were great, but they just drained my soul. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, yeah, I was always kind of involved in dairy, but just long hours, little pay and not involved in the way yeah. that I wanted. So it almost, it forced me to be like, I, I, I'm going to take the leap because this is my worst case scenario. So taking the leap, if anything, I just come back yeah. to it. And so, you know, when, and whenever you're in the situation of like, why me, my life is so hard or why isn't th something working out for me? That's exactly what pushed me into kind of taking yeah. the leap. And so fortunately it's worked out to where I've been able to do it now, but yeah. since I've been doing it for years now, now I always wonder what would it be like going back to a, tra to a traditional job? Because yeah, being able to have this flexibility, I feel like it's something I've always enjoyed. Like even in college, yeah. I loved that being able to kind of make your own schedule. And I feel like I've always been that kind of person that bounces yeah. around. I'm not as organized as you. And so that's where I feel like I kind of <laughs> thrive in this. Yeah. This list, like tracking things, all of that. I'm like, well, I have other people to do that. Becca. Yeah, she invited me to do this podcast. And the first thing I texted her was like, can I reorganize your files? Yeah. On Google Drive? Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> but you know, you said something, how people will say, oh, this isn't working out for me. Mm -hmm. Honestly, those crappy situations worked for you. Yeah, yeah. And it really was a mindset shift. And we grew up so lucky just in terms of, I mean, our family having bomb ass siblings, incredible parents and, yeah. you know, going to a smaller school, like all the sports, all the classes available and going to Penn state, the path was always kind of laid out in an incredible way. Like it was the path I wanted to take. And so then getting to a point of wondering like, what am I doing now? Yeah. 
now what's my path? It really forced me to work on my mindset and, you know, challenged me in a good way because, you know, everyone has difficulties, but like life was pretty easy. And then to be put in this position of like, yeah, we had a cush life. Yeah. Just like, you know, great family, great siblings, like small school. I mean, great big schools, I'm sure are great too, but it was always just kind of laid out and yeah, we're just very lucky in that way. And then so to get thrown into this of what am I doing? Yeah, it was, it was scary and it's easy to fall into the victim mentality and just get angry. And like, I did it all right. Why isn't it working out for me? But yeah, yeah, it forced me to grow up, honestly. If like, knock it off, Emily, like stop being a brat to yourself and that life's so, so hard. Like you have to go through some shitty times and difficult times. And even then, not that bad because I still was with Ruben, his family, everything was still incredible, but yeah. It was like taking away from things that were really, really positive and yes. mindset shift. Yeah. Except first year after college, anyone's first year out of school it's, or two. It's hard. It's difficult. Yeah. And that just threw it for a loop. And we're, our family is very, like, I'm sure as many of the women and men listening to this, very driven. You want to get shit done. You want to make an impact. You want to be remembered. And we're very driven in that way and finding careers that we can make an impact. And I just yeah. couldn't find that. And it was like part of the identity of, okay, like there's a lot of other great things to life, but where can I make my impact now? And yeah. that's where I felt lost. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, yeah. Deep but I think that's a nice like transition into the type of family that we grew up in mm-hmm. and what it was like as sisters. And <laughs> it was great most yeah. of the time. It was, yeah. I mean, we really did have a great family and I mentioned three of us earlier, but then we also had our older sister, Erin. Hey, she's probably listening. Shout out Erin. And God, I poor her for having to deal with us hooligans. She was nine years older than me. 12 years older than me and then 14 older than Tyler. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camera fright. I'm smart. Um, And so honestly, growing up, she was kind of like an aunt. Yeah. We yeah. stole her. We stole her snacks. Oh, a lot. Well, she hid them in terrible places. Yeah, like easy She's under like, the bed. You little bratty kids. I'm like, Aaron. We're small. We're gonna find stuff under the bed. Your like bed. Your bed skirt didn't cover the cheese balls. Yeah, or the Milano cookies. <laughs> I remember those. I remember those, and she always had the frog in the. Yeah. Shopping. Sorry, Aaron. You had such good snacks. She did, and so she was. I mean, really instrumental in helping our parents raise us, and mm-hmm. so now. I really do feel like she's still kind of this older, wiser. She's like, uh, you know, what kind of figure would you call her? Yeah, I mean, she's she's definitely more of a, I feel like we're all more sisters or siblings now. Yeah, oh yeah. Because like, yeah, the, the, the age gap between like a 20-year-old and an 8-year-old is like, yeah. what am I supposed to talk to you about? And even with our brother too, right? And mm-hmm. so it's the different stages of life, even from ninth grade to 12th grade yeah right are so significantly different Mm -hmm. in your mind that even now that Erin has the beautiful house the wonderful family and her kids are older and you know we haven't started having kids Mm -hmm. yet god willing and so Mm -hmm. it it doesn't feel as distant yeah which is really nice like we're all just in our adult lives trying to survive yeah because it it was (laughs) Like you said, it was different or it's harder to connect when you're younger because the age gaps do feel so much more drastic, but yeah. we also got along so, so well, but it's nice. Yeah. Now being yeah, able to really like did. really be besties now and go on trips and hang out and yeah. being able to connect in different ways because we all kind of had 
different connections with each other. So Aaron, of course, was always older. And then you and I, um, we like, we always got along, but still, you know, when you're sisters and girls are the worst growing up, I'm we sure boys are, are too, people. but like, we just have such attitudes. And again, we were like good kids, good students, sports, but yeah, you know, just the drama, right? We create our yeah. own drama. And so yeah. having to navigate that, it was like, okay, we hung out a lot, but then also there were the, the blowouts of who knew, who knows what. And then I would say Tyler and I, then since we were only two years apart, we yeah. were then kind of closer as well of just being closer in age and yeah I think so too and it because <laughs> I guess you guys would be five years apart yeah and you know what I, I something just came into my mind is that we'll often talk about how especially especially for me as a woman I am never as direct to friends as I want to be like yeah no dudes so. just say what they want and then move on yeah I, they don't I think cannot... about what they say and how it impacts people. No, like, okay. I am just uh, like three years later, I'm still thinking about, oh, should I get it back <laughs> that way? Or like, yeah. I should have told that person how I felt in that moment. Mm -hmm. As a sister or as a sibling, it's like, you're my safety blanket. Yeah. You're my, you're my safe zone. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you exactly how I feel. And you can yeah. tell me exactly how you feel. Mean way a little bit. And <laughs> she's gotten better. No, we were, and friends. so we, yeah. And so we, yeah, I like that about siblings and, but we always like came back. Yeah. It was almost like our sister relationship is a typical dude relationship. Yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, I feel very lucky for how we all grew up because you can have the arguments, you can have the stupid fights. And yeah. I even remember with Tyler one time, uh, I don't even remember what the argument was about, but we were just like wrestling and I remember I bent his nail or like, and <gasps> almost like fell off or something right I did something to him and then he slapped me in the face and then he got in trouble I was like ah. um but yeah but then you know we were fine probably like two hours later or Becca there were just plenty of, I remember she bit me one time no you bit no you had braces that one time you oh had yeah because she was a biter growing oh, up oh my like, god when I was, was young younger she was a pincher I enjoyed having Becca's like, friends fear me she was like kind of violent so I it was my only sense of power against the older kids. Yeah, I was like, like they my fear me. Power was verbal. Yeah, I was her power was physical. Maybe that's like, why I like to strength train and lift heavy things even, now. Even when she's drunk now, she'll try to deadlift me, and I have to hide behind on her. At thirty one <laughs> and twenty nine, yeah. Like, mm, mom, yeah. help! <laughs> Things this year, mom was like, Emily, leave your sister alone. No. Yeah, I like to harass them with my strength a little bit. Yeah, I I finally stood my ground and bit her back with braces, and I got in trouble because she had braces. Oh, and I'm I'm cooler. So I'm the cooler sibling. Oh, but okay. Besides arguing and fighting, inviting, we had a really good relationship mm -hmm. um, with our parents and with our grandparents and extended family, and we really just had this cocoon of happiness mm -hmm. and warmth. But also, I feel like our parents really put us in everything. Yeah. I and it helped being in a small town, too. You know, like some people say, oh, my parents forced me to do this. I mean, to give judging reasons. Okay. But it, I'm so glad we did it. But yeah. But they like, <laughs> I feel like that's why we're such active people yeah. now. Yeah. Is because they really forced or voluntold us. Yeah. Like encouraged yeah and then knowing that eventually we liked it I mean 
starting yeah. off, there's always a resistance, but we ended up liking everything that we were doing. Yeah. And, oh my God. Our parents, like the amount of time that they put into taking I us places. I chaos probably. probably. Yeah. It was just so nice to have the ability to do all those things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, our mom or our dad would run us from dairy judging practice to jazz class. Yeah. Yeah. We both danced. Becca yeah. and I both danced. Um, you wouldn't be able to know that now, but- <laughs> Just to plug it in there, we did. So sorry for all the wasted money, probably, parents. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I am so glad for what we were able to get involved in. And y'all know my story in terms of Dairy Girl Fitness came from my passion for sports and dairy. But that's kind of how we all grew up. Because from yeah. our town, from what, our school, kindergarten to 12th grade, there's like 600 kids. And so it is just... It's so small. And... You know, at times you're like, oh, this is the worst. But I honestly, I love it now. Oh, and- yeah. I, I could not. Where we want to have kids and send them to school is a little bit bigger. It's way bigger. Well, like okay, they're like one grade. Like 200 or 300 uh, kids in a class versus 40. I, yeah, like 37. Yeah, but, you know, we're also close to a school that graduates mm-hmm. like eight to 900. And I would have no idea how to parent a kid. I know. Like actually dealing with the drama that you see in movies. Like, yeah, oh, like, people, there like are bullies? in real life. Oh, oh, God. I hope not. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I really <laughs> That's all for HBO. But with growing up in a – and you can do this in a big school, in a big town. But because it was so small, you literally do just get involved in everything. Like, yeah. I, we played every sport. And we got involved in 4-H and FFA. And it really just encouraged us to, yeah, like, be driven and be active and – get shit done really. And yeah, I'm so glad that we got to, a lot of us got to do it together in different ways. Um, you know, like I got to do, be on Tyler's dairy bowl team or, yeah. you know, we would judge together mm-hmm. or playing sports together. I'm just really grateful for that. And I think also growing up in the dairy industry as well, it's really where it pushed our boundaries of being comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. For like the dairy judging, especially it's just an example of like having Crazy. to give reasons and so showing cows and yeah. it also allowed us to travel. And so there's so yeah. many cool things about growing up in the, the dairy industry for that reason. Yeah. And we had, we were really taught the importance and the significance of community in yeah. a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. One is the dairy industry, which is, I would, you know, what we're most involved with today because you can only do so much and mm-hmm. dairy is really where our heart and our core and our purpose yeah. lies. But then we also, you know, our parents were always super local involved in the or involved in the local community, yeah, yep. right? You know, lived at the little league field during the summers. Yeah, that was my first job off the farm. <laughs> the I was getting concession cake. stand. Yeah, and I was like obsessed with all the umpire, <gasps> the younger umpires. Oh yeah, they were so cute. I would give them free chocolate milkshakes. <laughs> Fried Oreos. Sorry to their girlfriends at the time that a twelve-year-old was like, "Your eighteen-year-old, I love uh, you, uh, boyfriend." And so then, also, just our family was like its own little community mm-hmm. of. It always came first, but then it was always important to be involved elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just something that I think such such a strong foundation that we can do all the things that we're doing today, that we can yeah. start a podcast, that I can do Dare Girl Fitness, that you can change jobs or like Aaron's in Connecticut. Yeah. I'm in Florida. Becca's still within like the vicinity of our hometown. And Tyler yeah. just actually moved to Jacksonville recently. But we know we can do all these things because we have that support to fall back on and we have the support of each other yeah. and it. It's still scary doing a lot of these things, but knowing that we've been, you know, pushed to try new things growing up and we have that support, it makes it more, it's scary, but again, more fun of like, Hey, I'm going to do it. And I know I have the people behind me to support it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, we're going to have so many stories for I know. all of you, it, but I feel like we've got to save some of the good stuff to keep you coming back. Yeah. And that's also why I'm really excited to be able to host Cowgirl yeah. Talk together because we really, well, you, when you grow up with someone, you have a, you have the stories, you have the different relationships. And I think it'll be really fun to dive into a lot of the topics we want to talk about mm -hmm. and really bring a fun perspective to it and just weird stories and the sister banter and <laughs> whether that's, you know, us doing our girl chats or our ag chats or having conversations with guests. I'm really excited for what's to come with Cowgirl Talk. And yeah. to also, yeah, get to explore this avenue together and see what yeah. it can lead to. Yeah. Who knew? Who Sister knew? podcasters, actually, you know what? For the people who really know us, this probably isn't that surprising. No, they're like, oh wow, <laughs> this is like These what it's like every time they're together. To talk and tell. Yeah, I could probably get better at telling stories with less words. Or like, maybe. <laughs> it's like that kombucha meme. And I could probably get better at using less corporate lingo in my real life. Like I literally told Joey the other night, "Can we circle back on this after?" Oh like, my god. I it's and, like, uh, no. Sorry for treating you all like a coworker. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's deep now. Those words are deep. But I mean, okay, so we've done a lot of travel this week. Mm -hmm. We're here. So what Emily had, you know, I've, I've loved this again. It's so cool to be a part of it now that I've always just been driving, listening to them talking. Now to she's me, a part of it. It's mine. And so our weekly obsession this week, we both travel a lot. Mm -hmm. This girl, has the coolest trips, like the coolest. So this past year has been very, very lucky for the trips we've taken recently. Yeah, it's just so it's so awesome to follow along. And we over the years, and we always took trips as family, have come up with like the mm -hmm. things we love to have while we travel. So yeah, I'd love to hear what are some of your travel obsessions or like things you love to travel yeah. with. And I think it'll be fun because I mean we both travel for work, but you'll I feel like have really good career recs yeah. or corporate recs because yeah as we said Be becca's like the type a millennial corporate cowgirl <laughs> i like that logo we should put it on a shirt <laughs> i really should type a corporate cowgirl millennial millennial corporate i mean we're cowgirl. both millennial yeah. but yeah so very lucky to travel and i would say two of my go-to's well i feel like i bring the same thing but a good pair of headphones yeah and i like small headphones that go over my ears. I hate AirPods. That's also a weekly hot take, but I think AirPods are trash. For me, I like Beat headphones, which I know they're owned by Apple. Like the big ones or the hooky so, ones? So I have big ones, but for travel, I have the PowerBeat Pro. So they're uh -huh. buds, but they hook around the ear. And so they're really comfortable and they're smaller. So they're mm -hmm. really easy to travel with. They hold a great charge. So they don't die quickly at all. And so those are always clutch for me. And again, they're small, compact, and you don't really have to worry about them dying. And they're not AirPods. Yay. And they're <laughs> number, wireless. Number one criteria, not an AirPod. Yeah, I have small ears. So my they're sensitive to what type of earbuds yeah. I use. And so that would be my one of my favorite things because if you're listening to podcasts, if you're listening to Cowgirl Talk, hey. watching a movie, whatever it is, <laughs> they're clutch. And then also I always have a backpack, but I also like to carry a kind of like a belt bag, a crossbody belt bag. So my Vu-Ray crossbody belt bag, it's the Quinn belt bag. I always have that with me yeah. because to have my boarding pass accessible, phone, chapstick, whatever it is. So I always like to have a crossbody bag 
and then my headphones yeah, and, and a water bottle. You can probably, so that's like one of the most annoying things mm-hmm. is that having those things easily accessible. Because so we don't pockets usually. Being in the TSA line is like being in the grocery store in line. Oh, I panic and I feel like I'm ruining everybody's life. It's just like <laughs> a huge source of anxiety and stress for me. But then I bet you're probably able to like easily slip that yes. in another bag. Yep. Versus like taking a purse and then yeah. having to figure out how to put that in my perfectly organized little backpack, which yeah. means just stuff shoved in it until it doesn't close anymore. Yeah. And I'm also, I'm not a huge purse girl. I never really have been. So you're really not a purse girl. No. And I, I'm a purse girl. Yeah. So those would kind of be most, my two. And again, like a water bottle. I always use my hydro jug if I take it with me. Okay. Shout out. Um, I need to get one of these because show them the top. If, yeah, sorry if, if you're you watching this, see. sorry if you can't see. This we'll is my Hydro Drug Traveler description. Code Emily Ten saves you money, <laughs> but move over Stanley cups because yeah. the Hydro Drug Traveler is clutch. It's like a Stanley; it's forty ounces, but it doesn't spill. Look at this. I need this because I can't bring my stand like it, even to the gym. I've mm-hmm. taken it and it just spills everywhere. Yeah, the top goes down and up, so you can put it down. Maybe a. Uh, a Dairy Girl Fitness could hook me up with one. Yeah, she can use my code and support me. At <laughs> yeah, the same in case time. anyone's wondering, I still pay. Actually, no, Emily hooks me up with some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, she rude. does like rude. proteins and good stuff. Yeah, Ruben um, gets all of the goodies. He, he does thrives I'm off a my lucky free man. stuff. So yeah, what are your what's I, your obsession? Okay, so I have a couple of things. One of the things I've gotten a lot better at is packing less mm, and ooh. so but i remember so my first job and uh my first boss josh will will crack up if he listens to this so this will be a test to see if, if they're yeah. listening to this text back after this <laughs> <laughs> is i always had a checked bag even if you know these like ag business professionals they could go on a five day trip or a seven day trip in a carry on. That's not me. Cause you know, you've got the aspirational workout clothes. Yeah. You have one for every day. You might use one. Yeah. And then yeah. you have your toiletries, your makeup, That's where it takes your so hair time. accessories, a different pair of shoes for every outfit, because I've always been very expressive through the way I yeah. dress for work in particular. Like Ag business professional is my Super Bowl. I love. She's really good at the cool, cute outfits. I love that. And so one time someone was making fun of me. They, you know, basically calling me a brat without calling me a brat. We're well, not having it. Whoever said that. Uh, without having a carry-on bag. And I said, um, sorry, but Fabulous never fits on a carry-on. Oh. I'm here to tell you that it can. Yeah. You've just got to be a lot smarter about it. So, <laughs> But still, the point stands is being very intentional with the shoes I bring, but then also packing cubes Mm. because it just, it forces me to be like, okay, this cube is for the work clothes. This cube is for the, okay, we're going to go out at night and have dinner. And this is for the workout clothes. So I love packing cubes. And I just use those for my Bahamas trip. And I I actually utilize it in a really good way, better than I had before. And I was like, wow, I fit a lot. Yeah. And it's like, you know, exactly where everything Mm -hmm. is. And so it makes it a lot easier to get ready in the morning. And then another really unique thing that I've recently been using, or I realized on the way to a trip that I was going to have stuff that I wanted to bring home and Mm. I didn't have any room for it. Mm. So I bought, 
you, it doesn't have to be a Tumi bag. It was just that was what was in the airport. But it fits in a little pouch that you can put in your backpack. Oh. And then it folds out and it's this big duffel bag. Oh. So it's like you have that extra bag to put oh, things in and you smart. travel with it. So And then you can use a little pouch to carry other things within it. So That's smart. I've been getting stalked with all kinds of different ones on Instagram. I'm sure we will again now because we're near our phone. Becca's working on not buying stuff from ads. I know. I really am. <laughs> and so that has been – that's just like a really cool bag. That's smart because, yeah, yeah if you're going somewhere – and it may not be often, but like going home for Christmas, it's always like, yeah. am I going to bring something home? Yeah. So like that would be a great example. And two things that she's got me hooked on is one, I love putting protein in my coffee now yeah. when I'm traveling. So I travel with a little milk frother that has a case on top yep. of it or like a lid. Yeah, yeah. I have and the so same I one. so I use that. I travel with that all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I also have the pill organizer. Yep. So she just used it this morning. I literally just used it this morning. And one side's my morning and then the other side is my, my adult. And then I have, you know, the extras in there, but it's just putting ever giving everything a place yeah when you're traveling because traveling is so chaotic that if you can bring a little bit of structure and routine yeah structure and routine to something that's going to be very unstructured is like so it makes a difference and peaceful and it yeah it really does wow yeah well that was fun yeah, I, I can't believe we're already like oh my god almost 50 minutes into this i know it's that's crazy right it's so easy to just talk and talk as y'all will learn that's why we started a podcast um but yes that's why I'm so excited to yeah. I've already loved cowgirl talk and again our OG host were the bomb.com but amazing really, yes I'm really amazing. excited to be able to continue moving this forward though and I'm so grateful that you're joining me on oh, this sister. because I I can talk right solo but it's so much more fun doing this with someone yeah. and I'm really excited for us to be able to do it together because again we grew up together and I feel like we'll just really have an easy flow of conversation. And I think we're just going to really be able to touch on some kick-ass topics, ag, girl chats, really solid guests. And as always, if you have any ideas, things that you would love for us to talk about, please reach out. I mean, we're on all socials at mm -hmm. Cowgirl Talk. We're going to be back in the game, back to posting more, doing all the fun things. So we really yeah. appreciate hearing from y'all. We really appreciate the feedback. And I feel like as podcast hosts, we have to say this, but if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate it, uh, leave a review. We are really excited to continue growing this and really diving deeper into it and really, yeah, bringing a lot of value to this. So we always really yeah. appreciate the feedback. And if you listen, tag us on your stories, all of the fun things that, you know, we're supposed to say as podcast host yeah. to help us share our show friends yeah put or it your on family your story. like it comment do, on it do, do everything do those things say we're the bomb.com we are we, we try are the bomb.com <laughs> yeah you got to be your own you got to be your biggest cheerleaders we we are our biggest yeah cheerleaders. Woo. awesome we won't hype ourselves <laughs> up anymore on that note but again very humble podcasts <laughs> thank you so so much for tuning in so excited for the 2024 season and on that note Go have a great day, cowgirls. I love that. Have a great day, cowgirls. We'll oh. see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>